Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, and Jennifer Rolnick. Ready for the next two hours. Real Kipper and Bourne. Glad to be back in this chair. I took the day off. Yeah. Yesterday was a big day in the Kiprios household. Uh, my daughter uh, graduated. Congratulations to her and to you. Oh, As parents, yes. that's a massive success. It is. It is. But uh, there's there's no finish line here. How far how far are you away from uh, your kid graduating <laughs> high school? Kindergarten, buddy. We got the whole whole gamut of grades to go for him and the and the young girl. Let me in. Let me let me uh, uh, let you in on a little bit of secret that yeah. uh, even after they graduate high school, yeah. Uh, they still remain on your salary cap. Do they? Yes. Oh, man. I got to say. And I, you cannot look... buy them out. <laughs> I, I bet they would like to see you try. I bet they would like to negotiate for a number. And they keep coming back. They say over and over again, you never really lose them. Yeah, Get rid of them. They're like Martin Marincin. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a Rod Robida Island. <laughs> Where is Lou Lamarillo? <laughs> Take my kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, I played hockey away from home. I went to, you know, I lived in Kelowna and I played in a Soyuz and Vernon, went to university in Alaska. But every summer, back on the payroll, like back eating out of mom's fridge till I was 24. That's not, uh, that's not cheap eating either. I mean, I'm a, I'm a hockey player trying to put on weight. So, yeah, there's some years I imagine for parents uh, beyond the high school ones. Sammy McKee, am I scaring you off from having kids? No, no, that's never going to happen. You're fine. <laughs> it's stunning. The it's... only question we got to ask ourselves is, do we want Sammy reproducing? <laughs> that's a fair there, question there's, for there's, society. There's enough suffering Leaf fans. Do we need to add no. another one? <laughs> no, that's a great point. Yeah, no. let's... If I ever had a uh, son or daughter, I would steer them in the direction of the arts. Uh, just name them Dougie. No, no, no. Just don't worry about the team that wears blue and white. Enjoy your life. <laughs> Well, we're glad everybody's on board uh, once again, live on our Sportsnet uh, YouTube channel, 590 The Fan, and of course, wherever you subscribe to your podcast on iTunes and Spotify, we're, we're glad you're around here. The Blues, the St. Louis Blues, stunned not only Colorado, but I think many of us watching because yeah. it was almost like we were fantasizing McKinnon versus McDavid. I know the Max. I saw it on I saw it on Twitter. People were, were already ahead of themselves. They they went there. Yeah. Well, it's three one in both series. You got the two. Uh, you know what? To hell with the fastest skater competition deciding this. They're the two best skaters in the NHL. Well, maybe Kale McCarr's in there, but McKinnon McDavid just a couple of freight trains. It'd be fun to see them go head to head. See McCarr for me. Uh, I, I marvel at his lateral yes, work yes whereas Not, but he doesn't have that 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 double clutch the double clutch into third gear yeah where mcdavid and mckinnon Zoom. go from really fast to yeah, faster to like uh-oh Remember the uh, that's the famous Petrangelo clip and the, he's mic'd up in the outdoor game and he sees McKinnon coming down and he goes, oh boy. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. And there was some oh boy last night. What a performance by Nathan McKinnon last night. And yeah. the goal, just the goal. 
We, we've been robbed, by the way, that we don't get to talk about Mike Smith giving up that 180-foot goal because the Edmonton wins, and we don't get to talk about this McKinnon game from last night because St. Louis wins. But we should take a minute to talk about the goal. I mean, what a force. Swinging behind the net, picking it up, crossovers, picking up speed. I mean, at that time of that game, to put them ahead, that was like a moment where you go, this guy... He's going to be a winner. He's going to win a cup. We've got uh, Cam Jansen going to join us in about uh, 15 minutes, former NHL forward and co-host of the Cam and Strick podcast. Of course, uh, they follow the St. Louis Blues very closely. We'll get his thoughts on uh, how close he was ready to write off the Blues Mm -hmm. in those last few moments uh, before. I don't even know if I should say it for Sammy, but um, (laughs) ex-Leaf. Tyler Bozak. Is he a Leaf? I remember that. Listen. <laughs> okay, I went there. Ells. I went there. I just can't watch any game in hockey right now without being kicked in the you-know-what by an... A, listen, Bozak got a huge contract. It's not like it was a, a horrible loss. or Like, he was a good Leaf, but it wasn't, you know, where people were clamoring to pay him. I don't think it's like a Zach Hyman situation. But it was certainly another reminder no. that a Leaf is succeeding in the playoffs. He's won the cup already with them. Like, it just was a nice reminder. Okay, and it's it's not like he's making $5 million anymore. His contract had run out. He was given the opportunity or he took the opportunity to look around. And then he went back to St. Louis for, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the league minimum. No. I don't know. What's he making? I, You know, I am embarrassed to say that I have this. No, is, he's, he, I, I rarely don't know at all. I have no idea what he makes. I'm just looking at I think he's the he Jason makes, Spezza. Yeah. He does. He's like the Jason Spezza yeah. of the St. Louis Blues right now. Yeah. He's 75. No, 750? 750. This wow. year, this year's contract is 750. Provided 750K in value with an OT playoff oh, no, no. winner. No, no, no. The say. cap hit is 750. The AAV is 2 million. A one-year, two million-dollar contract. What the hell? Uh, the contract so is a cap be, hit of seven fifty. So what would that would be the bonuses. The bonuses, yeah. he- heavy, mm, heavy on yeah. the bonuses. Yeah, yeah. The base salary. Yep. But that's that's where you pick and choose who you want, how much character you're looking for at uh, the and bottom cheap. price, the I will, cheap price. I will say, I'm not going to heap praise on Bozak for that goal. That I mean, that's mid-low net. Like, there should be a goalie standing where that that hockey puck would, enters that. Yeah. It, it, the first thing I, I... Like anything else, we got the PVR, so you're, like, oh, rewind yeah. and, like... Where did that go in? Did he not see the puck? No, I think he wasn't screened. I just... That was... It's not a bomb. It's a bit of a muffin, to be honest. It was a... He whiffed. <laughs> he just missed I don't it. know. He just. The, I don't think he saw his, it until real late. Maybe he didn't pick it up till. So if if I'm not mistaken, Kemper had that stick in the eye against Minnesota, maybe in Game Three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there a thought that maybe when I watched that goal, long distance shot? I don't know. I feel like we're making excuses I'm, for him. I'm just. It's not. It wouldn't be out of left field completely to no. suggest that maybe his eye no isn't uh completely healthy or maybe it maybe it did have a factor in hey, that guy gets hit in the yeah. eye has trouble seeing a puck uh, we're allowed to connect so, that so just to go back to bozak i was thinking about this last night after that goal went in i was in, really enjoyed that hockey game it was awesome this series is awesome so 
Bozak scored the overtime winner against the Washington Capitals in 2017, 2018, the year the, the Capitals went on to win the Stanley Cup. So I guess that was maybe 2016, 2017, the first year, yes. Matthew's rookie year. Yeah. And they go up, they, he scores that goal off a pass from Nazem Kadri off the sideboards. <laughs> it was a great goal. They had the lead, whatever. It, they were ahead of schedule at that point. If I had gone back and told you guys in that moment that this core from that point until now has not won one playoff series. Is there <laughs> listen, it's unbelievable that it's been yeah. that long. What like was I the just, gambling odds on that? It's plus just two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, I don't even know. It's just not I know I shouldn't just be wallowing in sadness here, but it's pretty remarkable to think about it. Like think about how long ago that was and how they've had the core in place with all these great players and they've never and it's not like they suck. It's all no, like guys the more have likely left. outcome was if they weren't to have win around you would say it's because they haven't been very good. Yes. The team wasn't built well around them. But no, they've been the first round every time. It's crazy. Yep. Just got me thinking. So how many minutes for Bozak last night? Again, uh would be real limited. I'll look it up right now. I'm on it. Six. Too. Eight, yeah, not, ten. Not many. But they also go seven, 11 and seven. So he's got to be on the rink sometimes. Yeah. You know? I might be up. I, I did not take a look at his minutes, but. I'm on it as we speak. It's, it's amazing that. Uh, seven minutes. There you go. And then, and then I guess Barube plays a hunch and gets him out there. Was it the second well, shift in overtime? It, yeah, it's, it's a hunch, but it's, it's a real educated hunch. Yeah, he's a veteran well, guy. You trust him with the puck, right? Like, he's well, not we, a guy. He's not a high-risk guy to me. We put so much pressure on the, the McDavid's, the Matthews, uh, the McKinnons of the world to go out there and make a difference. Who can argue that Nathan McKinnon didn't do everything and more? What else do you want? And yet, it's still not enough for Colorado to end the series. Tough to put a team down. Hey, right? Like, our, and, the, and then Bozak comes in with his six and a half minutes and decides it. Yeah. You need good this, players. This, I think, is the complete picture of what you need this time of year. And even if we want to say Tampa Bay, right? Of course, Vasilevsky was unbelievable, but it's Nick Paul who saves the day yeah. in Tampa Bay. It's Bozak who saves... The season for St. Louis, and I cannot emphasize your bottom six more than ever now. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I think Kyle Dubas knows and accepts that with his Toronto Maple Leafs team. He just hasn't found it. Like, you know, Andre Kasha could sure, sure could have put one in. You know, Micaiah, Vangval, those guys are their bottom six guys and just couldn't find a way. Couldn't find a way this year in the playoffs. So for you guys, is that McKinnon goal on the upper echelon of playoff goals, like in the history of the game? Like, where does that rank? Because that was uh, one that got me. It would have ranked seat. a lot higher if they, they won. won. But they, it's unbelievable that they rallied after that. Yeah. They, they come back. They use all that energy to tie the game. There's five minutes left. He scores that goal. The building erupts. They got a really good crowd there. It's popping. And for them to come back and find a way to score to tie it is unbelievable. Like there, that's a well-coached team, gritty, competitive yeah. team. I, I can't, you know, um, you know, often the co-host for a Raptor show with Will Lou is Alex Wong. He always tweets about the Raptors whenever they're in close games or used to anyway, never underestimate the heart of a champion. Mm. That's how I feel about the blues. Like you just can't count out a team that's done it before that's seen it and gets it. And Tampa, uh, that's the same narrative as the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sure it is. 
even when things aren't going well, you're like, do you really want to write off guys that have found ways to get the they job done? They call themselves done? the Tampa Bay Findaways. Like that's they they know that there's not one script for this stuff. You just hang in there, be patient, and push. Yeah, you know, and that's why I'm betting Calgary tonight. If, Not that they've if, done it, but I like the same similar build. If St. Louis finds a way to stretch this thing out and actually win it, I think it really takes away Nathan McKinnon's miraculous goal. And hat trick. It, 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 it strips it down. For sure. For sure. Is there anyone that but, that goal reminded you of, Borden? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I'll, I'll cue it up. <laughs> All right, listen. Do we have the sound of McKinnon's or just the? We got, we got both. Okay, let's play. Let's play uh, McKinnon's goal last night. Awesome call. The puck escapes and it's McKinnon on it. He's on his horse, powering through. The speed burst. One to Kelly. Oh my goodness! What a goal from Nathan McKinnon! Hat trick, baby. Oh, we got a baby in. Yeah. God, that was. Harner Ryan Singh. That was a really electric call. It really was. He nailed it. All right. Now, when you came into the the shop today, you mentioned, and I don't remember this goal, and I should have because I'm old enough to, but your dad had a very similar goal. All right. And... uh, uh, Patrick it's the Division. Patrick Division Finals. Final. I was like, what round is that? What does that mean, the Patrick Division Finals? First? Third? I think that would be, that'd be the second round, right? Because right? it'd that be like sense. this round where it's the Division Final where they're playing yes. in, with yes. it. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's let's go to let's go back in time and hear the sound off of Here, that. Here's my dad. Coast to coast goal. <laughs> Bob Bourne moves from one end to the other. <laughs> In the Patrick Division final against the New York Rangers. And that's it. Now it's just music. <laughs> <laughs> they literally don't talk Bit of a it. difference. Uh, bit if, of a- if I'm not mistaken, that's Dave Hodge too, right? Uh, I think it was a clip off of uh, Hockey Night in Canada back then. In the, yeah, I think in the other uh, video it might be. It's uh, So make sure you Google the video because yes. they are eerily similar. The way that the puck kind of comes around the net, your father, Bob, yeah. picks it up. And the crossovers around the net are quite a sight to be oh, seen. Oh, to be six foot four and doing long crossovers. I will say my dad looks much more like uh, an eagle flying through the sky yes. while McKinnon <laughs> looks like a freight train yeah, about more, to completely... Yeah, Yes. McKinnon, doesn't he play with anger to you guys? Like his second puck, Purpose. he stick handles it into the net like he hates it. Like yeah. Oh, he is he he is he is an angry guy. He's got a fire <laughs> to well, like, even when he after he scored that goal, he just like smashes his stick against the boards. Like know, just like, like hey man, <laughs> relax. <laughs> um, there, can, can can we play the sound at the beginning of, of Dave Hodge again there? Up. Bob Bourne moves from one end doesn't, to the other. Doesn't that sound a little bit like you're you're watching like uh, a National Geographic movie, <laughs> Great Six, or Hi, I'm Marlon Perkins, and you're watching Mutual of Omaha, The Wild Kingdom. That is not sports. No, it's a different presentation. Uh, <laughs> but I actually think the goal, the move that Bob made was nicer. Than McKinnon's. Oh, he's cut into the middle, it like it was through the legs. Well, you know like, where Bob lost it <laughs> was him in, in the comparison, passing it into the bottom. Is corner. how quickly yeah. McKinnon shovels that puck up under the bar. Yeah, like it, it was in his feet. It kinda. was tight, and just the ability to lift mm-hmm. in 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 the, in in his body position. 
Like it was, I, I, I'm like, I had to see that like five times to truly comprehend how right. he got the puck short side under the bar. I was like, Philly, Philly might want to have a piece of that. I do want to ask Mike Kelly the next time he's on the show. So my dad's goal is a left shot and he shoots it on the ice, far. low glove, far, far, far side, far side, far side. How many times this year have you seen someone shoot across the goalie and score on the ice low? Like it's just and this never not a, a knock on my never, dad, obviously. Never but like never. Like, the goaltender, no, you just steer it into the corner. Like it was just a different era of goaltending, which everyone knows, but boy, it was different. Substantially different. The skating looked great though. Yeah. Flying. Well, I would love to see him without 13 pound gum boots or whatever the you know, the skates were in nineteen seventy eight or what whatever year that was. I Think I've you, had, when's the last time you got new skates? Oh gosh, I want to say 15 years ago. <laughs> I I got new wheels this year. Yeah, I got new wheels this year. Yeah, except you got graphs, so not yeah. really. But I, I mean, I had old, I had graphs before, right. and they were falling apart. So I bought new ones. And I don't even they know felt if exactly are good insane. anymore. No oh, disrespect to graph, maybe they're, they're incredible. Great. I don't yeah. even think they make them anymore. Did you like? I don't care what league or t- just tell me. Like, yeah. if if you you've experienced a few of those rushes sure. ever. Yeah. Like I had a couple in junior yeah. and just the whole mindset and the mentality is like, okay, um, I've gotten this far. Uh, I'm going to try to keep going. Yeah. And then, oh, I gotten this far. And then you're like, okay, when is this going to? Well, you're just onto the next piece of the puzzle. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's a lot of puzzle but, but pieces. But you still have time in your head to go, okay, like where, where is everybody? Why am I not? <laughs> why, why didn't I not chop this up into a thousand pieces by now? Yeah. Why haven't I turned the puck over? I'm this close to the goal. Holy moly. Might as well just shoot it in the hockey net. <laughs> I'm going to cut this to the back end. It's in. Yeah. But these guys now, whether you're McDavid or McKinnon or Austin Matthews, I, I think there's an ex- expectation now that they can and they will breakthrough like they're not scared to try an end-to-end rush and then there's others that wouldn't even begin to go down that path it's like no even if i'm a forward and i find myself wheeling around the net i i i, I gotta make that first pass before i yeah i uh screw myself into the ground i will say i i am more prone to like mcdavid will make a pass out of those rushes right he'll get everyone to mm-hmm. sort of believe he's gonna do it and then he'll dish out of it like mckinnon sometimes just get he again it's that want that he has this absurd want that he sometimes he just i'm doing this i'm taking it and it rarely works like that but beautiful one last night all right we're gonna get uh, cam jansen on uh, momentarily and he'll uh he'll further uh dissect the st louis blues yeah but more of the st louis blues chances right now and i have been really uh not disappointed but billy huso to me has not stepped up like I thought he could. Mm-hmm. The, the, himself the, money. The, the gap between uh, Jordan Bennington and and Huso, uh, so far, it's it's been a significant drop. Well, this is the thing with like guys who've been there before. Like last year, Carey Price for Montreal had a rough save percentage all year, and I was one of the guys who were kind of like not a believer in his game, but he's he's been there and he has that poise in the big moments. Bennington, too, has been there and has the poise. He's proven he's done it before. There's some value in that experience and that someone who has that mindset. Yeah. Watching Huso, I can't help but think of Campbell. Like, I don't know. I, don't and I, gotta I like think, Campbell. I don't know. You know, Jordan Bennington got a pretty good jolt uh, of adrenaline thinking uh, he's one step at least closer to, to getting into the next round. I had heard... Uh, a grade one sprain, mm-hmm. which 
usually falls into 10 days to two weeks. The grade one is the not the bad one. Uh, it's the, the grade one is supposed to be like the closest uh, from insignificant damage. Right. Okay. You can, you can come back from a grade one in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we may see him yet. Um, well, here we can talk. Uh, talk All right, to let's, knows. let's bring in Cam Jansen. Former NHL forward, co-host of Cam and Strick podcast. You know, Cam, I thought I had it all. When, when I came on your show with uh, with Andy and we discussed the whole Fuhr uh, incident, I, I thought I'd finally put it to bed. And then Kadri goes and just drags me right back in this whole mess. <laughs> yes, he did. He certainly did. And you know what? This whole... The whole city was going crazy about that whole situation. But in, in reality, though, if you really look at it, I mean, if you want to be honest, it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't a penalty. Like, it just wasn't. And we know, you know, I know, I've done this before, too. When, you, when we're, you're kind of reckless abandoned, and that's kind of how we, we, we played. And Kadri has a ton of skill, don't get me wrong, but he has that in him where he likes to hit guys. 100%. And I, I, get, I get it. I, get, I know how he thinks. So anytime there's a collision and you know that you're going to get away with it, and you, you, you could go into something like hitting a goalie with the green light, knowing, eh, okay, here it is. Like he did that and he got away with it and it's all good. But Bennington gets hurt. The guys are, I mean, just in destruct because of how good Bennington was playing. And then of course, now the whole, a couple of idiots, 14 year olds in their, in their basement eating hot pockets want to say racist things. Now, we got to have Craig Berube come out and give a statement. It just, look, the Blues need to win that game. You could tell by how ecstatic Berube was after that whole thing with his post-game speech. They needed that. Now the now Colorado has to go to, to about 19,000 screamers in here in St. Louis. going to go crazy tomorrow night. So, yeah, it all comes back around. But, yeah, to answer your question, we are still talking about you and Grant here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, like, the one thing that uh, – at least uh, when I had to go back there, it was once. Now, how, Kadri, JB, mm-hmm. how, how difficult it is him thinking he was just a, a, a minute or so away from ending this thing, now right. having to go back into St. Louis again. Well, yeah, and that's – I'd love to get your take on, on this, Cam, just like how much of a believer are you now? You know, the boys are coming home for game six. They've won before. Kadri's got to come back in this tough environment. Is there belief now that this is the start of something? Always, there's always belief. You have to have belief. I mean, crazy things happen all the time. Like, you have to have belief. And, the, and you know, they've, they've done this before. That, well, all, for, first off, they've done this all year. They've had, they've had so many comeback victories. They've come back from being down by three before. They've been in 1999 against the uh, uh, Phoenix Coyotes. I remember, I think it was Pierre Turgeon in double overtime. So, look, this kind of stuff does happen. When you've won recently – uh, the Stanley Cup, you still have that, you know, that winning attitude, you know, in the back of your head. The leaders of that team still have that. So, yeah, Are, look, is it still going to be a stretch? Of course. Yeah, Colorado's still unbelievable, and Nathan McKinnon gets a hat trick, and they still lose the game. Like, he's going to be on his game. We've seen what he did last game, too. So that's certainly going to be a problem. But there's always, there's always hope. And, again, they're going to have to come, and this city is going to go crazy tomorrow night. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, there's faith, man, of course. Hey, Cam, where's 
Billy Huso and all of this because I, I saw levels during the regular season I still haven't seen in this series. And is is it a, you see something physically different about him or is this just strictly between the ears and uh, a, a confidence level and big stage now uh, jitters? What is it? Well, I, it, it could be the jitters. He was solid for you all season long. There's a reason why you're in the playoffs right now, and it's because of Billy Huso. I mean, Bitter was lost. He was lost half that year. And they, they got down, and they couldn't figure it out. And Billy Huso comes in and, and, and plays well. But now you're in the playoffs. It's a different attitude. It's The, the pressure is intense. Um, and, you know, he kind of got thrown in in such a weird ordeal. You know, he has to go in there. Then he, he lets in a couple weak goals after Bitter gets hurt. He tried to re- get readjusted. You're going against one of the best offensive teams ever. And, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to be on that stage, but he's settled in. I don't know about the, uh, the third McKinnon goal where he's going hundred miles an hour. I think he was off a little bit in that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, the, the unbelievable goal. Yes. I thought, Short side. I think, yeah. I thought Russo probably thought he was just going to rip that puck to a screen and he tried to peek over and he didn't have enough time to get over for that, uh, the, the short side because McKinnon was going 190 miles an hour, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I think he's okay. He's made some big saves last game. He made a couple big yeah. saves. Now don't get me wrong. I think the hockey world wants McKinnon and McDavid to go toe to toe, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see in a couple games. Uh, they still got to come to St. Louis and win here. You know, we, we talked a little bit before you joined us about the heart of a champion. You know, the Blues have, have won before. Tampa Bay, heart of a champion. They pull it through in the end. That seems to be a real thing. Colorado, on the other hand, is a team like the Leafs and that there's question marks, right? Tons of talent, no doubt, but they haven't been able to get over the hurdle. I'm watching St. Louis come back last night and, you know, uh, Johnson standing beside a guy who bangs a puck in. McCarr is standing beside a guy who bangs a puck in. Like, is there some question marks on that Colorado team? Uh, you know, I think, you know, defensively, can their decor hang, in, you know, in the, in the tough areas there? Is there question marks that you think St. Louis can exploit? Of course. There's always question marks. There's always going to be question marks yeah. with any team. Now, maybe not Tampa Bay. I, I don't know. They look like they're not going to lose another game. But... Yeah, there's question marks. Until you go over that hill and you you know bust down that barrier and get past the second round, there's always going to be question marks. You're right with EJ, Eric Johnson, who I absolutely love, by the way. Uh, he was kind of lost in no man's land on a couple of those. They didn't bear down and win that. Landeskog, how about, like, you're, you're trying to get the red line. Like, dude, you're a superstar. Shoot the damn puck. You could end it. He could have time if he could have just sauced that down to an empty net. Like, you don't trust yourself. Like, Kipper, you could, if, you, if I gave you skates and a stick right now, <laughs> and you, you would have you made that, you would have ended the game nine out of ten times. Like, I suck, and I still would have scored an empty net or there. I would have been confident. <laughs> so, little things like that to seal the deal, they haven't done yet. So, yes, they are thinking in the back of their heads. You know, because the- they have got you know the best part about last night's game for me is that you can ask so much out of 10 million dollar players and mckinnon does everything but at the end of the day it's just a fourth line slug playing five minutes gets the most important goal out of all of them isn't that funny how that works and you know what even that torpchenko too who played like seven minutes goes out there and just makes plays at the end of the game they just make plays like he played seven minutes bozak played seven minutes but you know he made. You remember he, the Patty Maroon goal in two thousand. Oh yeah. Uh, 
He had a big face-off draw right there. Had to get got an assist on that. Little, little things from those Wiley veterans. Bozak's been in the game, man. He's been in the game a long time. He's a winner. And they, sometimes these winners, there's something about them. They just find ways to be at the right spot at the right time. Hell, Patty just did it the other day. Patty goes down and bats a, a puck down, and they win four straight. And it's like, and we appreciate that, Patty. We love you, Patty Murray, because now the games are at 7 o'clock, and I'm not watching with one eye open. So it's it's quite nice watching the games at 7 o'clock now because of Patty and uh, the Tempe Lightning. The, in Florida. Yeah. The uh, the blue shared out a clip you, you referenced before, Craig Berube celebrating with the boys, you know, saying – you know, basically character win, fellas, all the passion and swear words and fist pumps and all the stuff that, like, as a hockey player, you know, our, our producer, Sammy McKee, said, like, ready to run through the wall for that guy after watching a clip like that. How much is that guy uh, beloved and, and sort of entrenched in St. Louis now as the guy behind the bench? Oh, I mean, he's, the guy. he's, he's walking on water in this town. People back him. He's so cool. He's so nice to everybody. But, like, as far as, like, coaching – like everything he does as far as like changing the system because you lost, like it always works. Change in line, find a new, uh, you know, variables with putting, you know, Bozy with this guy or Vladdy needs to get going. So you put him with so-and-so like everything he does, it kind of works. You draw up a play at the end of that game. I'll give Steve out a shot out like that six on five play where you're just kicking around the perimeter and Vladdy's like, you know what? But I was like, you know, I'm going to take this in that I'm going to rip it on net. And, you know, you just get traffic. Like, just little plays like that throughout the game. Adjust, adjustments throughout the game. Like, they work. They work. They, if he wants to change the line, the lines up a little bit to get somebody going, they usually get going. And, yeah, he just puts his spin on everything, and they listen to him. And I tell you, here in St. Louis, though, they certainly root for him. We're joined with Cam Jansen. Uh, Jenner is uh, maybe the worst feeling for the blues uh going into this uh game six is that uh robert thomas kind of woke up yeah he needed to wake up he's been kind of quiet he's been kind of quiet like where are you look if you're a defenseman and you're a young kid and i don't notice you on the ice that might be a good thing because that means you didn't like cough the puck up but if you're a forward that usually has the puck the whole game and i don't notice you in a series that's a problem i haven't noticed him I don't know if he was banged up or not, but he found a way. We were talking about it before the game. 91 and 18 need to show up tonight, and they both of them certainly did. But even when Vladdy scored going into the third period, wasn't it the third period? It still was kind of like, oh, God, you have a lot, you have a lot to gain here. you got a lot of work to do. But it kind of just they kept going. They all were excited on the bench. But, but, but Vladimir Tarasenko showed up. Now you got Robert Thomas figuring his game out. You just got to get Jordan Cairo on the bandwagon, and they're, they're going to be a tough team to beat. How much has the uh, Kadri incident affected the series? Like, it just seemed like it really shaped how, you know, St. Louis, they, uh, I don't know if they got consumed by it for a little bit. Maybe last game, it lets them move past the Bennington uh, play, but it, it sure felt like it had a big impact on a couple of games after that. Well, yeah, of course it did. Yeah. I mean, A, you're number one, you get number one out. And, you know, Kadri's, yeah, you know, like we all kind of know, like you've done this stuff before. And then the racist stuff comes out, which is god-awful, but then it kind of puts a black cloud over the organization. And then Craig Berube has to come out and give a statement. So it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what happened? You heard our goalie. Some weirdos online say stupid things. Now the whole city's kind of put in this weird corner. So, yeah, everybody was very confused. 
And, you know, like they're still kind of pissed about that situation, rightfully so. But now it's like everybody's kind of sticking up for Kadri, which I get. But it's like, no, no, you still hurt our goalie. We're not happy about it. So yeah. we're going to have to go to Colorado. <laughs> and that's what they did. So. You're, you're still a villain for a different reason, though, right? I mean... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can speak of that for sure. So before we let you go, Cam, uh, just uh, answer me this question. The reason why this will go back for a game seven is because St. Louis does what? They shut them down in a neutral zone. You can't look. You can't have uh, Nathan McKinnon wind up that much speed. There is no like you have to find angles and clog that neutral zone up. They're going to shut him down. It's going to be toe to toe. And the reason why they are going to go to Game 7 because they have the Wiley veterans on that team that know how to squeak out wins. There's going to be 19,000 screamers at Enterprise Center. It's going to be hard to concentrate if you're Colorado. That's why they're going to win. It's going to be a great series. We want all the series to go to Game 7. Entertain us. That's what we want. So. <laughs> yes. Hey, you Jan- know how it goes. Hey, Jans, you, you are, we're not talking. You are spreading the word that I'm a really good guy in St. Louis, aren't you? <laughs> or they love you here. <laughs> Come on down. We'll do an autograph sign together. They'll love you. Look, people in St. Louis, man, if you're good to them, they don't care. They might chirp you a little bit here and there, but uh, as long as you're nice to people, man, that's how we are in the Midwest. But, no, they, they might still have a couple things to say to you, but it's all good. Chirpin's fine with me. It's when they uh, they throw those uh, mustard condiments at me. Um, I've, I've got really sensitive skin. Yeah, I, me too. Cam, I really always appreciate you coming on our show. It's always a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Of course, guys. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks a lot. Cam Jansen. And it is Cam and Strick podcast, and it's uh, very popular. He's a, pro- he's a proper Midwest guy, born in St. Louis, right? That's, oh, yeah. It's the real deal. He's not putting it on for, for St. No, Louis. No, no. That's that whole kind of authentic. Right. You get uh, what you see out of uh, Cam Jansen. Mm-hmm. Man. Fun guy. And tough. I hated his guts. Didn't he? <laughs> so he, he, he us, lit he, up Cobberley. He, he <sighs> flying elbow. He and then he fought. Be, uh, he fought Belak. Belak. That's right. The oh, next man. year. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, a very anticipated matchup. Oh, it was, a, it was like the, yeah. Almost was, pay-per-view kind back, of stuff. It was back in the day, yeah, like Ice's War, our boy uh, Chris Terrian. You, you ever have any of those, uh, you know, much-anticipated fights well, where you got to think about it for a couple Yeah, of- well, I had the whole summer because my Fuhrer incident. Oh. I didn't fight. Uh, nobody got to me. So there was unfinished business, and I had to go into St. Louis the Did that following make you feel year. awful? I hear from fighters that that's the worst oh, part of the job. No, Not that you I, were a fighter, I, I love falling asleep in a cold sweat. <laughs> oh, it's so, so much fun. Twist? Tony Twist. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> you know, Clark Gillies, um, my father-in-law, tells a story about, you know, he won basically every fight he was in, but he lost to a rookie out of Chicago at the time, I think, Ben Wilson. I'm sure you remember who Ben Wilson was, but... The guy Many people that, say, uh, like, the tough, yeah. Uh, his his eyes went back like slot machines that's at Casino Rama. Say. Like, he just would, just like, would tweak. Cuckoo. Tweak. Tough. Yeah. Cuckoo. And so. And so uh, Cuckoo for, uh, what is it? Uh, Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs? Cocoa Puffs. Look, I guess Clark knew he's, like, he had this reputation in the league, and he couldn't, like, not fight this guy who he lost to, and was, like, he said that was the worst part of any fight he ever had he said he went out to dinner with Bobby Nystrom the night before the game, and Bobby had to be like, you know, you got to do this. Like, you got to face this head on right away. So before the game, right before the game, before I'm, we're going out for first period, Ty, 
Ty Domi comes up to me and says, you don't have to do that. That's me. That's my job. That, right. that guy's for me. And I'm like, hey, I really appreciate it, but not a chance. If you don't, they're chasing I, you for... I end up in this situation where I take out their goalie and I don't answer that bell would be a thousand times worse than you going in there for me. So I'm like your point head on, whatever happens, happens. But how did it go? I held yeah. on for dear life. Yeah, yeah, that's all you do. <laughs> I remember there's a guy in uh, the ECHL, Jeremy Yablonski, who fought in MMA. He's like, you know, one of those guys. He was not on the ice to do hockey. And I remember a guy in our team was, you know, he had to fight him for whatever happened the game before. And I just remember the fear and, like, actually putting on, like, uh, Vaseline on the face before going out there. Like, you know, they, either this fighting stuff is it's, – it's a relevant fear factor in changing people's – Demeanor, comportment, comfort level, however you want to put it, it's a very real thing. Well, it is a real thing, and uh, we also got uh, the Rangers in Carolina. And uh, Part of the storyline uh, there. It is part of the storyline. How uh, the game before ended, Gerard Gallant uh, yapping at D'Angelo, Ryan like Reeves that, by the way. going into uh, uh, a scenario where he's challenging Carolina. He goes after Max Domi the next game. It's still very prevalent here in 2022. Yeah. D'Angelo, like, I don't think he's a fighter. I mean, he's, he's not. Uh, yeah. Okay, he's fought maybe a couple of times, but it's certainly not what he's out there to do. I don't ever like the coaches getting involved in that sort of stuff. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, Excuse I'm me. not. I the passion. I'm not a big fan of, of coaches chirping that. players. And, like, that, that should be left up to the players. Yeah. But it, as if. As of this moment, you can't deny that it uh, it hasn't played a part maybe in this whole thing. And are, the Rangers have to be feeling as good as they ever have going into a game against Carolina. Mm -hmm. And there is this element that the Rangers a few years ago with the likes of Tom Wilson got run out of buildings. And Gerard was brought in for a number of reasons, including losing that uh, that narrative. Yeah. Not being and Ryan yet. Reeves. Yeah. yeah, and so far it, it has Sammy, played well. Sammy Blay, right? Is so, that another guy they brought in for that? D'Angelo is a big part of that team. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but D'Angelo has not been a factor in this series at all. Does he have a point? Does, uh, I can look that right? up, but yeah. So, uh, it, is Ryan Reeves is is D'Angelo worried just as much about a Ryan Reeves as he is about putting points on the board? Like, is that yeah? Is that Part of the equation? I would be. <laughs> I can assure you that. If I'm your skill point guy, he has no points, is minus three. Yeah, no, it's not gone great for Tony like there, D. There, there's two school of thoughts that Ryan Reeves can't play anymore. Can't skate, can't do this, can't do that. And all I see every once in a while is Ryan Reeves finding a way to affect a series. Yeah, he's 35 years old now. So that, I mean, that can be part of it, right? Like if it's, it's one thing to be a guy who's as tough as Ryan Reeves and impactful, but if he is slowing down to a level, you're right. He's having an impact now. You wonder how long can he do that? That's always the battle for guys in that role is like, can you be good enough when you're not doing these things? And I think, you know, that was the question with Wayne Simmons. He's supposed to be so effective that they can use him, but if they need him, he can do those things. If he's not effective when he's not doing those things, the, you start to worry. 
and you truly link into uh, moments in a game or in a playoff series when you go, did that affect that affect that? And then you do the kind of connect the dots thing. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's like, well, I, yeah, you can sense, you can feel it yeah. or you can't. It was just an isolated incident and it really had nothing to do with anything else. And then there's other uh, aspects and the physical element, whether it's Truba running Domi or, you know, Reeves or Gerard Gallant chirping at D'Angelo, it, it's like D'Angelo's a pretty important guy on that power play. The power play sucks, <laughs> you know, and it's like... Gallant, I mean, of all coaches that has a leg to stand on when coaching a player, I mean, he's pretty tough. Well, sure. You know, like, there's sure. certain and, guys... And I get there's a human element that yeah. you just can't help yourself. Like, you see someone being a... A whatever to your guys that you just want to I'm, tell them. I'm but. just looking at his hockey DB, Gallant. Yeah. How is there enough ice time for him to have uh, 73 points with 34 goals and 242 penalty minutes? Is he on the ice minutes. the whole game? <laughs> well, he's got, he's got he's uh, got Stevie Y right beside him. I yeah, can that tell helps. you that. That helps. Really helps. Yeah, that helps. But you watch. I, I watched Gerard Gallant at the end of uh, what uh, game four was it? Mm -hmm. and uh, he's chirping D'Angelo, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to go there. Is You don't really want to get caught up in that. But you don't know you don't know how it's going to end up until you see the results. Yeah. Now you're sitting there going, well, maybe, maybe it made a few people nervous over there in Carolina, and maybe it did have a, a positive effect. Or they could have lost, and they, they could be out by now or – yeah, uh, on the brink, and you're like, yeah, he he lost his focus. It was no good. Sure. Well, I think if you're going to say there's any team that is maybe wilting under pressure or can be made nervous, Carolina hasn't won on the on the road yet. Maybe going into those road buildings has been intimidating for for their group. Okay, I want to pick up on that uh, with Aaron Ro Ward. Of course, he's uh, been on the show many times. He's uh, great. Uh, works uh, on the analytics side, puck tracking. Uh, we're gonna get his thoughts on. Carolina and this home, this Homer series. Weird. Nobody can win on the road. Nope. All right. Aaron Ward after the break. And then Pete Labardius, of course, in the second hour, is going to come by as well. Tee up the Battle of Alberta and the Flames on the brink. You're watching Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Real Kipper and Bourne.